Yeah, and if you break it down, like it's, you know, it says they'll know us by our love. And it yeah. very clearly, the Bible says it's love is patient and kind. You know, yeah. it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. And if we're approaching people in any way other than that, well, that's just not the right starting point. What does the Bible say about love? Stay tuned today to hear more about that. And yeah. listen to hear what the Bible says about outdoing each other. Yes. Sounds like a challenge to me. Yeah, and you're competitive. I am, but you are too. We are super excited to introduce you to our 300 Sons for City Soleil campaign. As you can see, we have these blank canvases here, and the beautiful thing that's gonna happen is we're gonna take these suns and we are actually literally gonna build a piece of art that is a sunrise that represents all of you coming together for the kiddos that we adore in City Soleil. So it's $25 a month commitment, and every single one of them comes together and makes a huge impact. We cannot wait to see who joins the Upstream family. How many Bible verses do you think there are in love? Probably like 900. Do you want to look, you want to look at the top of my piece of paper? 551. That's All right. a little over. Well, so that's the thing that's hard, though. The 551, I think, are verses that actually have the word love in them. Because the Bible itself is referred to as the great love letter, right? So it's really all about love in some sort of way. I'm sure you could turn all kinds of verses into topics of love. So anyways, do you remember way back in the day when I just threw you a sheet of paper and said, hey, why don't you start off by reading all these verses first? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> so oh. these are, so. Oh. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. Here, well, here's my thought process. Okay, so being said there's 551 verses, love is a huge, huge, like, category. Mm -hmm. So I figured in a day and age where we seem to uh, argue and quarrel more about who's right or who's wrong, and sometimes uh, we feel you know, empowered from there. I figured if we're going to use love, let's talk about some verses that are a little bit more fitting. Sounds good. Right. So you want me to just rattle them off? Read them off. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Proverbs 17, 9, whoever would foster love covers over an offense. 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Matthew 5, 33 to 34, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Galatians 5, 14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. James 2, 8, if you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing it right. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. All right, hold on. So I'm stopping here just because these the last two are the ones I know one. They'll be more of our talking topics. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you take? I know that you comprehend uh, things that you're reading a little bit better than I do sometimes. What, what do you, how would you kind of summarize some of those top portions of love commands? What would be something that somebody could take away from them? Well, I mean, they're all pretty much about others yeah. and the way that we are towards each other, how we treat each other. 
as far as being loving in society, I think of today, you know, I mean, there's so many of us that are vying for so many different people groups, so many different cultures, you know, respect, love and honor each other. And I think it's sometimes really hard because I think Christians, oftentimes we get kind of excluded and thrown out because of the fact that we have a God and a singular God. So oftentimes we are uh, offensive to those. But what's also beautiful about it is it is truly a love letter. Like if you look at each and every one of these things, it's beautiful to apply towards loving others, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I figured 1 Corinthians, one of your favorite verses, basically explains what love is. So why don't you read to us what love is? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Uh, Luke 10, 27, and he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. All right. So the very top of this, I got to steal this back from you, starts off by saying how we should be known, right? Uh, you and I have been around the church scene for quite a while. You know, for me, about 20 some years for you, even as a child. Um, what seems to be some of like the quarreling and battles or we had a young man on here one time, Blake, you know, that just basically said like, how did he phrase that? That he was... Found his identity more in his in, Christianity than in Christ. Than in Christ, yeah. right. So these are things that are characteristics of Christ. And the very first one you listed said, this is how we should be known. Mm -hmm. What are some things that sometimes people think of Christians uh, away from knowing us for our love? You know, well, like a couple seconds ago when you were talking about um, how, like you were saying something basically like that Christians, because we have a singular God, because we obviously have the set of beliefs that we do regarding him being the only God, that that is something that causes division. division. I feel like, yes, that's probably true to a certain extent, but I feel like the division that's caused by our faith or people that identify as Christians is actually, in at least in our culture, it's less people being bothered by those statements and yeah. more being bothered by the way that they're taken. The way, yes. Yeah, definitely. and so I was thinking like, you know, actually I was going to the bathroom and I was thinking about this this whole idea of like, you know, we can get really focused on like, and when I say we, I don't necessarily mean you and I, yeah. uh, and I don't necessarily mean anyone in particular. I just mean Christians can sure. kind of get lump summed into these categories, but you know, like that, that sometimes like we carry, we care more about the politics yeah. than we care about the person. And we care more yeah. about, um, you know, these just different hot button issues yeah. than the people that they represent. Yeah. And anytime that that's the case, that we're so focused on the cause or the right. issue rather than the people. Sure. Like we're, we're already at the wrong starting place. I agree. It's so easy to objectify things. You know, it's like. It's the, easy to objectify people. Yeah, objectify it's easy to put people, people in things. categories. Yeah. Kind of like us, you know, it's like I was, I was talking to somebody the other day that was saying, you know, just because of the political and social climate of our country, you know, that things are so difficult. And I said, you know, honestly, it's also difficult for us because 
we're lumped, summed into a certain category sure. just because we identify as Christ followers. Absolutely. And, and, and Republicans or Democrats or or any country, you know, it's like are are all, you know, I, I had returned back from Haiti my first time. I remember speaking very proudly of the people that I'd met. And I remember people saying this or that about Haiti as a country. And it's like, I kept thinking about, well, all Haiti means to me right now yes, is people. it's people. I don't know yeah. about this country. I don't know about billions of dollars that have been given and all, just all the things that come with it, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's so easy. I remember even being a child, you know, and we were just coming out of the big, the red scare between communism, right? So we can just say communist. Well, if they're this or that nationality and they're communist, then it's bad, but it's like those people in there too, like children born into those. So anyways, yes, they're very easy to objectify things. And that brings me back up to this is it's like, okay, when I was talking about uh, the offense is, as Christians, for those of us that believe in, in Jesus Christ, him being our Lord and Savior, right, we believe that we have one God. Well, that can be offensive sometimes, but that isn't necessarily what it is that we should just be known for. Right. What we should also be known for, he says, is by our love. We People, as we're encountering people in our world, in our walk, they should know that we belong to Christianity first and foremost because of our love. Right. For people and humanity, not just because we have the bumper sticker right. or because we go to a church. And one thing that I think sometimes <clears throat> gets a little blurry is that people will say, oh, when you say something like that, like they'll know us by our love. They're like, well, love is telling the truth. I'm okay, okay. with telling the truth, but there's a way to tell the truth in love. A lot of times uh, we think of these verses where God says, I summarize all the laws, all the commands in these two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul and love others as yourself. Well, simply read that way, oftentimes that thinks about, that, that's putting the hairstylist thinking, well, I wouldn't want gray hair, so I want to make your hair, you know, whatever they think is pretty. Where what that that really should translate as is we should love others as they would want to be loved. Sometimes people just want to be left alone, too. You know, God, and that's their choice. That's the sure. thing, too, is I think so many times like we forget people do have free choice, including us. Like people True. do have free yeah. will, including us. Speaking truth in love is not a scapegoat. Let's talk about this actually from Jesus's perspective, okay? Jesus, first and foremost, came to this earth to have compassion on us, right? There was a time in the day where God looked upon his creation, was so appalled by it that he drowned all of the people. He saved one family, right? The next time he comes back so that his son can do the will of the father and report back to him. I mean, Jesus experienced the pulls of sin, experienced the hardship of the world, experienced uh, even uh, the devil himself using scripture to manipulate him. So Jesus had the ability to look upon sin and still have compassion first it should never be a fear to speak truth. It should never be a, 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 you know, skirting around trying to do what is ultimately right for somebody, but it's first meeting them with compassion. And you and I have lived through so many situations where we've lived this out. You know, um, it's easy to drive past a homeless person and think 9 million things. It's a little different to drive past a homeless person when one of them used to be your parent. You know, it's very easy to have feelings and opinions. Or used to be. Well, my father's passed now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My Sorry. father's passed now is why I was saying in past tense. You know, so, you know, when I see a homeless person now, instead of first thinking about all the things they could be doing not to be homeless or what happened to them, I just see my dad, right? 
Same yeah, thing. Yeah, and you think, oh, like this was somebody's child. Right. This could be somebody's same uncle, thing, nephew, same, niece, same thing when daughter. I, same thing when I see a rebellious, out of control teenager. Instead of just judging them and thinking all kinds of bad thoughts, I first think about like, what kind of home are they coming from? You know, what were they born into? Because I know what that was like and and so on and so forth. You know, we've crossed that bridge with so many, so many people. You have personal experiences. I have personal experience. Everybody should. But ultimately, what it really boils down to, that particular statement as far as them knowing us by our love and still speaking truth, uh, begins with compassion. And that is understanding that if it happens in humanity, it can happen to any of us. Yeah. And if you break it down, like it's, you know, it says they'll know us by our love. And it yeah. very clearly, the Bible says it's love is patient and kind. You know, yeah. it doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. And if we're approaching people in any way other than that, well, that's just not the right starting point anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not up for us to define the word love. And that's kind and of it, I mean, the other thing it says it also always protects. Yeah. And protects it always hopes yep. and all the you know, like all these things where it's like, you know, if you were to really truly approach that with the way that you talk to people mm-hmm. in the church, outside of the church, in your home, mm-hmm. whatever, like obviously we're all gonna fall short in this area, but it should be our goal that this is the way that we're communicating with people. This is the way that we're treating people. And if we're not like, well, then people have room to say like, Oh, like, you know, kind of measure you based on, you know, how much love you are showing. I totally, totally, totally agree. And convicting. Well, it is convicting because, um, Humility is a beautiful thing, but if we think about what it what it takes sometimes to humble us, it sometimes means we got to walk through experiences that we felt strongly about and get on the other side of them. You know, there's things that I uh, felt very strongly about. You know, maybe even had judgments towards others, and then all of a sudden you experience something like that, and then you hope people would have compassion on you. So therefore, you have to have compassion, right? You can't ask for mercy and ask for grace. That you're not willing to give. That brings us back to the, the story of the man that was forgiven much and then walked out in the streets and yeah, shook demanded, somebody that yeah. owed him a little bit. One of the things that I was thinking about too is how we even apply this to how we treat ourselves, you know, and how, you know, right? Like we're also like you and me, we're all made in the image of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that it says, it says, where is it? Um, in Luke 10, 27, love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's assuming that you're loving yourself, right? And I think that that's why you see a lot of times like people that aren't loving themselves or people that are, you know, when we have areas of brokenness, generally speaking, we're putting that brokenness on other people. And when we're not loving ourselves well, we're not, you know, fully... Hurt people hurt people. Exactly, exactly. And I just think, you know, some of it can come down to just truly loving ourselves because of who God is and because who we are in him, you know, and that if we're not um, showing ourselves patience and showing ourselves kindness and, you know, showing ourselves like just those things that we're called to do in love, that that's going to spill out into other people and into other areas of our life. And I think too, if we have like a right understanding, like of, ourselves and our own shortcomings and we're able to love ourselves well it helps us to be able to look at other people and be like oh okay like when you're able to look at somebody else 
and like whatever they're going through, whatever they're struggling with in light of like your own stuff and mm-hmm. you're able to love yourself well and love them well. Yeah. Like it's just it's kind of it's more se- full, you know. Yeah, it's sad because it seems like so simple. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think of Paul was addressing the church and he was just telling, I mean, he listed off all of these, you know, what we would deem horrible things. And he reminds us of which we all once were, right? Like, and even once saved or whatever, we're talking about Christian love here. Um, it isn't to then forget how much grace and how much mercy and how much compassion yeah, has been given to that us. has been given to us. It, it shouldn't be so difficult then to give it to others. And if the purpose is to let your light shine, so to speak, what better way to be a beacon for Christ through love versus through judgment, mm-hmm. right? Because we kind of started off by saying, you know, uh, in a day and age where it seems like we are more known for being right, you know, what camps we're in or whatever, you know, like we, we want to. We're known more for what divides us and separates us than, than for, us. just yeah. for love, you know? Absolutely. It's, it really is so sad. And I, I think it must grieve God's heart, you know? It's like I even look at our own, you know, like our own family unit, right? And either when you and I are quarreling or like when our kids have beefs or, you know, whenever, like, because obviously, right, we're not a perfect family. We have our junk. Yeah, we are. And We weren't just <laughs> arguing before this even. Um, yeah, we were. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like when you when I look at our kids and I'm like, oh, man, like it's so, it's a bummer to see them at odds right. when you know how much they love each right. other. And, but then how much it makes your heart swell when you see yeah. them intentionally loving each other. And I just think yeah. like how much more, right, for God when he has clearly laid out for us, like this is the way that he, yeah. you will know that you're in me is how you treat each other. And then he sees us, you, you just know. just nailed it too. Like that's like an alarm in our home. Hmm. Like I almost know which of our kids are going through a personal hard time by how they're treating yeah. their siblings. Like if all of a sudden one of them is like just being really harsh with another, it's almost like, There's okay, I need, I need to yet. get away with that person and find out what's going on in their life and vice versa. Just as you said, when they're going out of their way to be nice and kind and loving, it's probably because they were just spending some time in the word and prayer and, and they had something uh, to give an offer. Or because they're being filled up by the people around them. You know, yeah, it's like, absolutely. of course, when, you know, and if, of course, we all have seasons, and even in one day, you can go through yeah. a million different seasons and feelings and emotions and things like that. I had a question for you. Hmm. Romans twelve ten says, "Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor." What do you think about when you think outdoing? It says, "Outdo one another in showing honor." Well. I mean, it sounds exciting because I'm competitive and you know this. <laughs> yeah, like, could you imagine if you woke up every day and be like, I'm going to out-honor that person. Yeah. <laughs> that, I feel like that's a good competition. Um, it makes me actually think about my dad because I remember when I was younger, my dad always telling me, you know, you'll know somebody like truly loves you when they outserve you or mm. when they set to outserve you. And I think um, that's such solid advice and such solid like thing to look for. Um, man, if we really live to outdo and outserve and out love each other, well, I feel like things would look a whole lot different than they do. I feel like 
Our relationships a look different. A competitive love competition. Like, yeah. who can love someone more or better? <laughs> the hard part is, is that we're humans, and so right. our flesh would totally get in the way, and then it would become a pride thing. Yeah, like, well, so I just so outserved you 10 times today, and you yeah. only outserved me. What, you know, yeah. because we can't keep anything pure. But um, this is tr- that right there, though, <laughs> is such a powerful statement and shouldn't be overlooked. We can't. Yeah, even not, even even, even religion and faith. I mean, like every, all things. Like yeah, we're we're pretty pretty notorious for tainting, sure. tainting the beautiful things <laughs> that there should be. But yeah, I mean, I feel like can you imagine like if if people truly set out to out love and out serve each other, mm-hmm. everything would look different. Our relationships would look different. Our homes would look different. Our social media would look different. Yeah. Our schools would look different. Our everything. Our communities. Our state. Our country. Our world. Um, man, it would look like, well, it would look like heaven. (laughs) You, you took the broad, the broad stroke and you're, yeah, I just, you made me think about something I wasn't even thinking about. And when I, when I had read that right away, I just, I thought about with, with our words, you know, we've been in a season of hanging out with, uh, uh, different people and your whole life you're watching them. And it's like, man, you know, some people are just really honorable of, Mm -hmm. of people and others and each other. And that's something that I want to be more like you yeah know, like known for yeah yeah more known for you know because i am a critical spirited person from the sense of how i operate as an individual right i me and dorian have this conversation all the time we're hard on ourselves that can be a good thing it can be a horrible thing right especially when you're talking about loving yourself before you can love others it is so easy for me to absorb anything a concert a football game a church or whatever and i'm discerning like I could see 9 million beautiful things for whatever reason. I focus on one or two things that I think could be done better. Mm-hmm. The problem is that sometimes that's, that, that will also be what I share with people. Instead yeah. of watching something happen, instead of partaking in something and literally knowing that I could say 900 good things, I will choose to sh- share the one thing that I think could be done better or fixed. And when I read that, I was like, man, you know, like, However, I would want someone else to speak about me is how I would want to speak about them. However else I'd want somebody to, you know, uh, critique me. You know, I'd, I would want to hear all the good before yeah. the bad. And I just think there's such a beautiful lesson to be learned in that in loving I saw, others. Yeah, I saw a post the other day on Instagram and it was, you know, you'll see a lot of posts that are like, you know, I'm not, I, I don't any longer sit at the table sit at tables that I'm this topic of conversation when I walk away. You see stuff like that on Instagram. And I saw one the other day that I thought was really great. And it said, um, it basically it said, I, I want to be around people that when I'm not in the room yeah. and an opportunity is being talked about, they mention my name. Yeah. And I was like, man, like that's so powerful because the reality is is that a lot of times that's not how it is, you know? Like, imagine we're in a room and we find out that, you know, there's some really rad job opportunity coming available. Yeah. How, you know, like, how would we want to talk about the people that we care about? How would we want to celebrate them and lift them up rather than, you know, sometimes it can be like, well, I want that job. You know, what if it's you want that job, but you know somebody else may be more qualified for that job? Like, are you going to promote yourself or are you going to be like, hey, I know this girl and I I know this guy and like, they're really talented at this or they're really excel in this area. Like how we talk about people is so powerful. And a lot of times we can do the opposite. Right. Like, oh, well, yeah, they're probably not the right one for the job because of this. Or right. they're, you know, and so right. I just thought it was really cool 
um, that, that, that thought process of like, when I'm not in the room, how will people talk about me if there's an opportunity? Yeah. Because I you, love that. Because sometimes you think of it more of the negative. Like, if I get off, up from the table and somebody's bashing me, what is somebody going to say? Right. Like, well, that you, that's you obviously want to be around people that are going to lift you up in that situation too. But when talking about positive things, mm-hmm. like you want to surround yourself with people that are going to. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, just oh, it, it's, it's inspiring. It, it, just that positive. You know what I mean? Like it just. Because it can suck you in either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been a part of like the negative groups, you know, especially in the world of social media where it feels like you kind of got to pick and choose a side. And sometimes in standing up for what's right, you get slaughtered. And it's like, it's like, no, like first speak well of each other, you know, and, and honor one another. I don't know. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, it's easy to pick out, like you said, you know, like if you're looking oh. at a hundred things instead of looking at the 98 that are amazing, looking right. at the two that aren't. Right. And what we sometimes forget is some of those things are just so surface level. They you are. know, like they, they don't actually matter. They don't actually define a person or a and situation yeah. or an event or, you and know, it whatever. Is, it and it's is, like, it is our personal responsibility to know that about ourselves though, too, because like I said, it, it what ends up happening is some of those things are people's strongest assets too. Right. right? Like, yeah. Like we all know at the bulldozers, the bulldozers out there that can get stuff done and are achievers. And it seems like everything they touch, they make it better. Well, that's because there's a part it's of a that personality thing, yeah. where they're like taking in a bunch of information or saying, okay, let's get rid of this to make it more efficient. And like it works. But then there's times when it's like relationally, like with people. But even or, in that, it doesn't necessarily always work. You know, I think about Mike Hesh and like his role, yeah. um, in at Mayo and it's like literally looking at situations and looking at teams and looking at situations and figuring out the way to make them better. Well, I guarantee you, Mike's not going to go in there and be like, well, you're doing this wrong and this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. It's going to be like, this is everything that's going well and right. And how this is, you know, this is serving you well, maybe let's tweak this so that it can also, you know, like it's just so, um, and that's part of that is, is love being patient and being kind. And if we're, you know, like you said, you know, there are things that for you, like obviously you are really talented at seeing things and how, figuring out how to make them more efficient and figure out how to make them more excellent or whatever. And that's great. But like you said, it can also be right. no, the way that you approach right. other areas of your life. And that's I, I'm, not I'm emphasizing great. it particularly on relationships because I'm, I'm just thinking about even psychology course that I went through. You know, they said, you know, when you're presented with this or that for a choice, do you weigh in the relationship? Like how important is the relationship in choosing to be right? Like there's times where sometimes our own pride in being right, we're willing to gamble on the relationship to fight for what we believe is mm-hmm. right. Those Which is self-seeking. Right. Those aren't it's- super common times. But if we think about times where we've blown up a relationship or an argument with a spouse or an argument with a child where it's like, I'm willing to leave a scar relationally because I know I'm right. This is saying let's un- let's outdo each other even in the world of honor where it's sometimes like, okay, I am right. I feel like I'm right. But this relationship is so much more important to me. Uh, being able to speak truth into their life again in the future is so much more important to me that I'm going to choose not to seek being right because I want to protect this relationship. At the end of the day, it really just comes down to like listing it out. I mean yeah. – what is love? It's patient. It's kind. Does not envy. Does not Read boast. Them. What are the rest? I can't see Does them. not boast. It Through is the not microphone. proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. The always parts really get me. Mm-hmm. You know, always. These are not sometimes whatever. It's, it's saying love in its purest form is always. Like you said, when it's in the hands of us, sometimes we... We, we make can, we make a mess of it. We can muck and it's it up okay a to say that we make a mess right. of love a little bit, especially in a day where love is broad. Mm-hmm. You know, love is is it's almost a lost word in our language. But when it comes to real relational, perfected love from the way that God is, He, he gives us some beautiful things. Like if these were the things that we were aiming for on a daily basis, even if we were missing them a little bit, these are beautiful ways to love one another. Yeah, for sure.